Center Plan Style Do, the wedding podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Plan Style Do. I am your host, Jordan Weaver. I'm a wedding planner and stylist and founder of Jordan Weaver Events. Each week, I bring you bite-sized episodes packed full of actionable tips and advice to help simplify your wedding planning and get you on track to the most beautiful day of your life. For anyone getting married or anyone in the wedding industry, 2020 has thrown us all sorts of curveballs we never could have imagined. And just when we thought it was settling down, the second wave hit. Now, I've had all sorts of questions from brides and grooms asking for my thoughts on what's going to happen. And quite frankly, I've stopped making predictions because as the last few weeks have shown, the situation with COVID can change very quickly. What I can say, though, is that there are some clear steps you can take to put yourself in the best possible position, to take back an element of control and minimize your stress if you do need to adapt your wedding plans again. So here it is, my three-step framework to put yourself in the best possible wedding planning position you can in the age of COVID. If you're planning your wedding, you have absolutely been through the ringer this year. My heart goes out to you. I know that it's almost impossible to remove the emotion from the situation, but my first tip in my framework is knowledge is power. So one of the best things you can do is equip yourself with all the facts you can to make a considered decision if you do need to adapt or change your plans. So how do you do this? Well, this one is an absolute no-brainer and I'm sure it'll come as no surprise, but stay up to date with the government's health advice and restrictions around weddings in your state. In New South Wales at the time of recording, weddings are capped to 150 people, subject to the four square metre rule. This applies to outdoor weddings and weddings on residential properties as well. If the wedding takes place in a place of worship, like a church or a temple, there must be no more than 100 guests. And again, this is subject to the four square meter rule. There's also no singing, no dancing or mingling allowed at weddings. All advice is available online and I'll include a link for all the state government websites in my show notes. Next up, Speak to your venue and find out what these restrictions actually mean for your wedding. Get clear on how large their space is, both indoors and outdoors, and exactly how many guests you can have with the four square meter rule applied. Discuss with the venue manager how they can tweak and adapt the layout of your space to accommodate your guests in a way that's safe and meets government restrictions. And ask yourself, are you happy and comfortable with these arrangements? Also speak to your venue or your caterer about how the government restrictions impact your food service. Now, a number of venues are restricting things like grazing stations or shared plates to avoid contamination. And there may also be restrictions around things like glassware and whether it needs to be single use. So it's worth checking on all these elements. Thirdly, speak to your venue and all your vendors and clarify their policies on further postponements and cancellations, particularly when it comes to penalty fees or financial implications. Now, I know first round postponements really hit wedding suppliers hard, but the majority were willing to accommodate changes to plans. They may not be able to be so accommodating if you change your plans again. So you really do need to find out where you stand and get it in writing. 
And the final part of this step is find out with your venue and your vendors what their availability is like for the months and the years ahead. Now, I saw a terrific suggestion by the wedding directory Wedshed, and that is to put together a central spreadsheet in Google Drive or Dropbox and list all your vendors. You can then have a number of columns within the spreadsheet with suggested alternative wedding dates. Send the link to each vendor and they can write yes or no next to each date as to whether they are available. It's a really easy way to find out the availability of all your vendors without having to send a million and one emails. Now, the second step in my framework is have a backup plan for different scenarios. So armed with the knowledge of the government restrictions, your venues policies, the policies of your vendors and alternative availability, craft plans A, B and C. So you have a contingency plan you can put in place. Plan A. Now, this is your ideal situation. So this is if the pandemic restrictions have eased by the time your wedding takes place and you can have unlimited numbers of guests with singing and dancing and mingling and you can have guests from interstate and overseas as well. Plan B. The plan if restrictions stay as they are. And plan C is if restrictions tighten and weddings go back down to five people or a band altogether. So for each scenario, discuss with your partner, your families, your venue and your suppliers what your approach would be. If restrictions stay as they are, are you happy to have your wedding at the same venue on the same date and adjust your plans accordingly? Or would you prefer to bump your wedding to a later date? If restrictions tighten, will you stick with the same date and have an intimate ceremony? Or will you postpone your plans so you can get married in a way that more closely resembles your original vision? Now, I know a lot of you are completely fatigued by the whole experience and you almost don't want to jinx anything by talking about it again. But if you can come up with contingency plans when you have a clear head, it means you're not making rash decisions if and when the situation does change again. I also recommend putting together guest lists for each of your plans based on the number of guests you can have. So for example, the plan A list would be everyone you want to invite. Plan B may be family and very close friends based on how many people you can have at your venue. And you'll need to work out who those close friends are. Plan C could be family only. And again, you may need to make some tough decisions on who those family members are. Step number three, the final step of my framework, and this one's a really important one, and that is communication. Communication with your venue and your vendors and communication with your guests. Keep your venue and your vendors updated with your plans and give them a heads up if you're considering postponing. Most wedding professionals will do all they can to accommodate your revisions, but the more notice you can give them, the better. Now, I know this is a tricky one and circumstances are continually changing, but by keeping your venues and your vendors in the loop, you can avoid any confusion. Most wedding professionals will do all they can to accommodate your revisions, but the more notice you can give them, the better. I know this is really tricky because circumstances are continually changing, but by keeping your venue and your vendors in the loop, you can avoid any unnecessary confusion or any additional stress. And you'll find they're far more willing to be flexible if you work with them rather than pulling the rug out from underneath them or cancelling at the last minute. Next up, keep your guests up to date. Don't leave them guessing. You can send a group email or post something on your wedding website if you have one, but keep everyone updated on where you're currently sitting with your plans and let them know a specific date that you'll update them next. 
If you're looking at different guest lists for plans A, B and C, be honest with your guests. I know it's uncomfortable, but explain to them that in an ideal situation, you'd be able to celebrate with them all. But due to government restrictions, you may need to make some adjustments. Most people will be understanding and quite frankly, they won't envy the difficult situation you're in. But if they do get snarky about it, you know what, do you really want them at your wedding anyway? The people who really have your best interests at heart will understand, I promise. So recapping my three-step framework to put yourself in the strongest position you can and adapt to the changing COVID restrictions if they eventuate. Step number one, arm yourself with all the knowledge you can. This includes staying up to date with government restrictions, knowing the policies of your venue and vendors when it comes to cancellations and financial implications, and get clear on alternative availability dates for all your suppliers. Step number two, devise plans A, B and C for your wedding day so you're prepared if restrictions do change. This includes forming A, B and C guest lists. And step number three, keep everyone in the loop with your plans. This includes your venue, your vendors and your guests so there's no confusion. Well, 2020, you've been a bit of a stinker and none of us quite know what the months ahead have in store, but there is good news. And that is that there are ways you can take an element of control back with your wedding planning to prepare yourself and your wedding guests. Well, that brings an end to this week's episode. I hope you've gained some little gems of advice that you can apply to your own wedding planning. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like more wedding planning and styling tips delivered straight to your inbox, you can sign up to the Jordan Weaver Events newsletter on my website, www.jordanweaverevents.com.au. I am Jordan Weaver. Thank you for joining me and I'll catch you next time.